0: وَإِذَا Tutla عَلَيْهِمْ But the same people in this world, how are they? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا Tutla عَلَيْهِمْ And when it is recited on them, what? ayatuna our verses. What kind of verses? بَيِّنَاتٍ As clear evidences. When Qur'an is recited on them, and in those verses are clear proofs that are given, قَالُوا, they said, meaning what was their response? مَا هَذَا إِلَّا رجل ma not hada this meaning this man who's reciting the Quran illa rajul except a man he is nothing but a human being he's nothing but a person yuridu he wants an that yasuddakum he should stop you Yasudda from the root letters sad dal dal sadd and what does sadd mean to stop to prevent someone from going where they want to go so when the Prophet ﷺ recited the Qur'an to people, what was the response of these people? They said, this man, he only wants to stop you from that which That which your forefathers used to worship. Meaning his goal is to stop you from the practice of your forefathers. They're basically accusing him of what? Of a plot that this is just a scheme. You're saying that we shouldn't worship these idols, but in reality, you want to turn us away from the way of our forefathers. Why do you think this is something that bothered them so much? You see, people, they find their strength in what? In their culture. In their history. Isn't it? So, when the Prophet ﷺ invited them to tawheed, they said, you are actually trying to prevent us from the ways of our forefathers. They're basically accusing him of coming up with the scheme in order to take over this nation. They said, "This man is only trying to stop you from the way of your forefathers." وقالوا, and they said, "Ma. This is nothing except a lie that has been invented. It's a fabricated lie. They accuse him of lying. What a big lie they themselves have uttered. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And the disbeliever said, لِلْحَقِّ for the truth, لَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ When it came to them, إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ مُّبِينٌ This is nothing except obvious magic. Again, they're falsely accusing the Prophet ﷺ. So you see over here, their arrogant refusal. That how, first of all, they speak in such a condescending way. They're referring to the Prophet ﷺ over and over again as what? هَذَا مَا هَذَا إِلَّا رجل. And they're referring to the truth as مَا هَذَا إِلَّا إِفْكُمْ مفترا. إِن هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ مبين. Now هَذَا, what does it mean? This, right? When you're pointing towards something that's close to you. But it's also used for something that's very lowly. That doesn't really have much worth before you. Like Firaun also when he referred to Musa, السلام, he said, HADA. Alright? So the mushrikeen also very arrogantly, they belittle the Prophet ﷺ and his call. Allah says, وَمَا أَتَيْنَاهُمْ And we had not given them, who? The people of Makkah. Min kutubin, any scriptures, yadrusunaha, which they could study. From darus, dal, ra, sin. Meaning, on what basis are they refusing? Do they have knowledge of their own? Do they have some previous scripture because of which they have sound knowledge and based on that sound knowledge, they are refusing to follow Muhammad ﷺ? No, they don't have it. They are an ummi nation. وَمَا أَرُسَلْنَا إِلَيْهِمْ And we did not send to them qablaka before you min nadirin Any warner. Warner as in any prophet. Because before Muhammad wasallam, who was the prophet amongst these people? It was... Ismail salam if you think about it in that area but when Ismail lived there how many people were there in Mecca anyway it was just one tribe jurhum all right and it was over many many years many centuries basically that the population expanded it grew and the people they spread out in that area before that hijaz was empty it was empty nobody lived there it was only because of the kaaba that this place was populated. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they did not have any prophet before you either. So on what grounds do they deny you? What knowledge do they have? What sound knowledge do they have? They don't have it. وَكَذَّبَ min مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ وَكَذَّبَ And he denied. al-ladina min قَبْلِهِمْ The people before them. The people before them also denied. Meaning the people of Mecca are not the first to deny a prophet. This is not the first time humanity has rejected the truth. وَمَا بَلَغُوا But Allah says that these people, people of Mecca, they have not reached. They have not even reached مِيْشَارَ. One tenth. مِيْشَار is from Ayn-Shin-Ra. What does Ashra mean? Ten. Right. So mi'shar is one tenth. So these people have not even reached a tenth, a tenth of what ma ataynahum what we gave them, gave who alladinah min qablihim, the people who lived before them. So in other words, the previous generations, all right, they were better off than these people of Makkah in worldly terms. Look at the people of Saba. This is Surah Saba. We don't have to go very far. The people of Saba that lived, you know, many years before the people of Makkah in the area of Yemen, how much did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them? A lot. But what happened? فَكَذَبُوا رُسُلِي? But they denied my messengers. Look at Fir'aun. How much he was given? So much. So much compared to what the people of Makkah had. Because what the people of Mecca had in worldly terms was not even a tenth of what, for example, Fir'aun was given, or the people of Sabah were given. But Fir'aun, when he denied, right, any previous nation, despite their worldly success, when they denied, what happened? Allah says, فَكَيْفَ كَانَ نَكِيرٌ So how was my reproach? How was the punishment that was inflicted on these people? So you see, over here the people of Mecca they are being taught a very important lesson. Stop being so arrogant. You have no knowledge based on which you are denying the Prophet ﷺ. You have no record of previous prophets either. You are an ummi nation. And if you think that you are very rich and mighty in worldly terms, well, you've got nothing compared to what the previous people were given. And what happened when those previous richer than you people, when they denied, they were punished. So then what do you expect for yourself, فَكَيْفَ كَانَ نَكِيرٌ. Nakir is from the root letters nun, kaf, and it's from the word inkar. Inkar is denial. It's the opposite of irfan. Irfan is to recognize. Inkar is to deny, and nakir is that which is denied, meaning a disapproved thing. All right, unbelievable, something that's not expected at all. You couldn't even imagine it. So فَكَيْفَ كَانَ نَكِيرٌ Nakir over here is being used for punishment. That the punishment that was sent upon those people was unimaginable. It could never be expected. I mean, look at how Firaun was destroyed. Taken out of his home, with his armies, with his men, with his riches, right? And he's following Musa a.s. all the way to the sea. And what happens? He drowns over there. The whole civilization is destroyed. فَكَيْفَ كَانَ نَكِيرٌ So what's the lesson? Why are you arrogant then? If those nations were not able to survive after Allah's punishment, then what do you think of yourself? قُلْ say إِنَّمَا Indeed only أَعِظُكُمْ I advise you بِوَاحِدَةٍ With one. Meaning with one thing. I only give you one piece of advice. Forget everything else, just think about this. Just follow this one advice that I'm going to give you. And what is that one advice? taqumu That you all should stand. The Prophet ﷺ is told to say this to the people of Makkah. That you should stand Lillahi for Allah. Stand for Allah, meaning for the sake of Allah. And basically this is said in order to do something with sincerity. You stand for Allah, meaning you do it with sincerity. With full attention and effort. So basically stand up for Allah as in put your biases aside and sincerely sincerely stand and think but stand how mathna in twos Wafurada and singly in individually mathna is a plural of mathani all right meaning a set of two mathna in twos in pairs so stand how in pairs two people وفرادة. And individually. Furada is a plural of the word fard. What does fard mean? Single. Meaning on your own. So stand in pairs or stand alone, but stand sincerely, putting aside all your biases, and then ثم تتفكروا. Then you give thought. Then you reflect. Think about this. Think about what? Think about the Prophet. ﷺ. Sincerely think about him. Right? Put aside all your biases. And think on your own. And maximum, discuss with one person. Ma bisahebikum. And you will come to this conclusion that ma not. Bisahebikum with your companion. Your companion? Who is this? Muhammad. ﷺ. With your companion, there is no min jinna any madness. Because they accused him. They said, you've gone mad. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling them that think on your own, sincerely, and really analyze, give thought. Is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam really, does he have jinnah? No, he doesn't have any madness. Not at all. Because when a person is suffering from madness, then it's quite evident. It's quite evident. You don't even need to have a conversation with that person you just need to see them and you will know that there's something wrong isn't that the case so Muhammad he's called sahib over here he's your companion meaning he has lived amongst you all his life you have traded with him you have worked with him you have lived with him you have built the Kaaba with him you have done so much with him is he really mad no he's not then who is he what is he doing? He's got some hidden agenda? He's got some plot or plan? No. In huwa illa nadheerullakum. In not. Huwa he illa except nadheerullakum, a warner to you. He's only a warner who has been sent to you. bayna yadei. Before adabin Shadid a severe punishment. He's only a warner who has come to warn you before the severe punishment of the hereafter. So over here, the people of Makkah are invited to think, to use their minds. Reflect. And what's the way that they have been taught? How should you reflect? Either on your own, or with another person. Not in a crowd. Because what happens is that in a crowd, some people, they will voice their you know, opinions. Like for example, we have in our class. Some people, they will speak. But vast majority, what happens to us? We just become... Quietly, maybe we just get distracted or whatever is happening. The best way to think about something is what? Either individually or with another person. And this is why we have the group activity. Fewer people, so that everybody gets to speak. Everybody has to do their lesson. Everybody is asked. The Prophet ﷺ, once he climbed up a safa, The Mount Safa. And he shouted, Ya Sabaha, O people. And the Quraysh gathered around him. And they said, what is the matter? And he said, what do you think if I told you that the enemy were approaching and will reach us in the morning or in the evening? Would you believe me? And they said, of course we would believe you. Why did they say, of course we would believe you? Because they trusted him. They knew him. And when the Prophet said, indeed, I am a Warner to you before the severe punishment. What happened? Out of the people, they went away. So, over here, the Mushrikeen are being asked that why are you so against the message of the Prophet Give thought, use your mind and really analyze the life of the Prophet And this is true. Anybody who without bias studies the life of the Prophet will come to a conclusion that he was indeed a Prophet of Allah. There was definitely some truth to his message. Definitely. So the mushrikeen are invited to think about it say, the Prophet ﷺ is told, say to them, مَا Altukum, Whatever I have asked you, min ajrin of any reward, of any wage, فَهُوَ لكم, Then it is for you. Meaning you can keep it. I don't need it. Because the mushrikeen thought that he's claiming to be a prophet because he wants to take over this nation. right? He wants to be one king. You see, we have to understand Arab psychology over here. Okay, The Arabs of that time. The Arabs of that time how is it that they lived amongst tribes? Right? And each tribe, they had a tribal system, and each tribe had its own leader. How many leaders? Not one. Sometimes multiple. If you think about it, in the city of Makkah, multiple tribes lived. Alright? And each tribe had their own leader. Why is this so? Because they were too arrogant to have only one leader. You understand? They were too arrogant to have only one leader. They felt threatened to feel or to have this that there should be only one leader. What about our tribe? And within the tribe also, sub-tribes. Alright? And of each sub-tribe, there was a leader. Chieftains. Why? Because they were too power hungry. They were too power greedy. So when the Prophet ﷺ delivered the message to them, they thought, okay, this man has come, he's claiming all of this to take our power away from us. You understand? So they said, you know what? We're not going to give you this power. You want money? We'll give you. What do you want? We'll give you any money that you want. The Prophet ﷺ is told to say to them, مَا min If ever I have asked you for any wages, then you know what? Fahu alakum. You can keep it. I don't need anything from you. I never asked you for anything. Because in ajriya illa ala Allah. My reward is only upon who? Allah. He will pay me. I am working for him. Wa huwa ala kulli shay'in shaheed. And he is over all things a witness. The fact is that none of the prophets demanded any compensation from their people. Ever. When we look at the Quran, when we study the lives of the prophets that are mentioned in the Quran, their stories, we see that every prophet said, i don't ask you for anything if you think about it if their goal was really worldly glory then what's the first thing they would ask money isn't it like for example if there's a person whose goal is to make a lot of money when he goes to you know apply for work somewhere what's one of the first things he's going to discuss or check the salary because the goal is not to Serve the company, right? The goal is not to serve people. The goal is, quite honestly, money. Right? So if you're gonna give me good money, I'll work for you. And if you're not gonna give me good money, I'm not gonna work for you. The prophets of Allah, they never asked for any worldly compensation, ever. And what is this a proof of? Of their sincerity. قُلْ, say, إِنَّ رَبِّيْ, indeed, my Lord, يَقْذِفُ بِالْحَقّ he projects with the truth. Yaqdifu is from the root letters qaf, dal, fa. Remember the word qadaf? Had qadaf in Surat False accusation. Right? Accusing someone of committing zina. That is qadaf. Because qadaf literally means to fling, to throw something at somebody. All right. So يَقْذِفُ bilhak, Meaning he throws the truth Meaning he puts it forth He puts it forth And why is this word used? Because when something is thrown at you Then where does it land? If it's thrown at you It's gonna be right in front of you Isn't it? So he throws the truth Meaning he projects it He brings it forward He puts it forward and again the word قَذَف, why? Because قَذَف is throw. Now when you throw something, many times the intention is to hit, to bring something else down. So يَقْذِفُ بِالْحَقِّ Meaning, he, he speaks the truth, he puts the truth forth, projecting the truth, and bringing down with it all falsehood. يَقْذِفُ بِالْحَقِّ What is the falsehood that this truth is bringing down? All of these false excuses and allegations that the mushrikeen of Makkah had against the Prophet. Allamul Ghuyub, he is the knower of the unseen. Allah is Allamul Ghuyub. He is the one who knows about every matter of the unseen, every hidden thing. Why is this said over here? Because if you think about it, some false things the mushrikeen said, and others they hid. Allah knows every false thing that you believe in, that you're concocting, that you're saying about the Prophet But the reality is that the truth is here and it's here to stay. The truth has come. What is the truth referring to? The Qur'an. The Prophet The message of these verses, and not It can begin... Meaning it can begin anything. What al ba'athil? Meaning falsehood cannot begin anything. It cannot initiate anything. Yubdiu from bad al hamza. Badaa. كيف بدأ الخلق? Right. So ما يبدأ الباطل وما يعيدو. Nor can it repeat. Yeedu. Aada. Yeedu is to restore something. Repeat it. Now this expression yubdiu wa yeed. Yubdiu wa And especially when it is said مَا يُبْدِئُ وَمَا يُعِيد That this cannot begin anything nor can it restore anything. This is an expression in Arabic which is used for the complete destruction of something. That now it's finished. When something fails badly and becomes weak then it is said فُلَانٌ or هَذَا مَا يُبْدِئُ وَمَا يُعِيد It's finished now, it's over. It's over. Because now it cannot begin anything, nor can it fix anything. Alright? It's completely over. So what's the message of this ayah? That the falsehood that the people are clinging to, whether it is idol worship, or it is angel worship, or it is you know, saying that we are richer and we are better off in worldly terms, or that the Prophet ﷺ has some hidden agenda over here, whatever batil it is, it has completely failed. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has refuted every single one of their excuses and allegations. So now their falsehood has failed, it can neither harm the Muslims, nor can it harm Islam. In Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 81, Allah says, وَقُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقُّ وَزَهَقَ الْبَاطِلِ إِنَّ الْبَاطِلَ كَانَ زَهُوْقًا Falsehood is ever bound to depart. قُلْ say O Prophet say to them إِن ضَلَلْتُ If I should err Meaning if I am in error If I am really doing something wrong فَإِنَّمَا Then indeed only adillu عَلَى nafsi, Then I would err against myself Meaning only to my loss I would suffer وَإِنِ اهْتَدَيْتُ And if I am guided Meaning I am doing something good then, فَبِمَا Then it is because of what? يُوحِي إِلَيَّ Rabbi, My Lord has inspired me. إِنَّهُ سَمِيعٌ قَرِيبٌ Indeed, He is hearing and near. You may have heard this statement. If I have said anything good, then it is from Allah. And if I have said anything wrong, then it is from who? Myself. It, this statement is based on this ayah. Because the Prophet was instructed to say this. So basically, he is told to admit the fact that he is a human being. And if he makes any mistake, then basically the people are being told, you don't need to worry. Right? Because if anyone is doing something wrong, then they are doing that wrong to the detriment of themselves. They are only going to harm themselves. Because they accuse the Prophet ﷺ of misleading others. Right? So he is told to say that if I am really doing something wrong, then you don't need to worry about me. You don't need to worry about me. Because falsehood can never stay. It can never stay. Lies do not stay for long. Anything that is false, that is wrong, it's bound to end. So if I'm doing something wrong, you don't need to worry. But if I'm doing something right, then this is because of Allah. إِنَّهُ سَمِيعٌ قَرِيبٌ tara. Now back to the Day of Judgment. Allah says, وَلَوْ تَرَى If only you could see. Right now these people are in denial, but what will happen on that day? If you could only see, إِذْ فَزِعُوا When they are terrified. فَزِعُوا Fazaiin, فَزَعْ To be scared, to be panic-stricken, afraid. When they will be terrified, Fala فَوْتَ But there will be no فَوْت. فَوْت means escape. فَوْتَ فَوْت is firar To escape someone's grip. Meaning, someone's caught you, but then you run away. You get away. This is fawt. Allah says, فَلَا فَوْتَ. On the day of judgment, there is no escape. There is no running away. وَأُخِذُوا And they will be seized Mimma from a place nearby. Meaning, very soon. What is this referring to? That right when people will be resurrected, they will have nowhere to run no place to hide and they will not be given even the slightest chance to escape rather they will be seized from the first instant when they come out of their graves in qareeb near place meaning as soon as they come out of their graves that's it caught because as people will rise from their graves who will be there waiting for them the angels which angels which angels in surat Qaf this is mentioned. What is mentioned? Open surat Qaf. Yes, open surat Qaf and tell me, why should I spoon feed you everything? Yes. Okay, and then what comes after that? raqibun okay. atid, The angels are ready, prepared, meaning recording everything that a person is saying, that a person is doing. That is in this life. Right? But then what happens? Waja'at سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقِّ And then keep reading. You're looking at me. This is a test for the G.I.'s, huh? Yes. وَقَالَ وَقَالَ قَرِينُهُ Yes. وَقَالَ قَرِينُهُ هَذَا مَا لَدَيَّ عَتِيد أَلْقِيَا فِي جَهَنَّم Hmm? See over here وَجَاءَتْ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَعَهَا wa وَشَهِيدٌ This is the ayah that I was talking about That on the day of judgment Every person Will come with who? سَائِق And a shaheed Saiq, The one who drives And shaheed One who testifies So As soon as a person will come out of his grave He won't be Alone in the sense that he cannot run away, he cannot hide, he cannot hide back in his grave, he cannot get back there and avoid the judgment. Why? As soon as people will rise, Sa'iq, a person will come to drive him. Drive him where? Push him, pull him, take him where? To the place of Hisab, And an angel to testify also. Because when people will be asked about their deeds, they will refuse to acknowledge. So the angels will testify. So اخذوا قَرِيبٍ They'll be seized from a place nearby. Wakalu And at that time they will say, آمَنَّا به. We believe, we believe. They'll say, we believe in it. We believe in the Prophet We believe in the Qur'an. We believe in the Day of Judgment. But Allah says, وَأَنَّا And from how? From where? أَنَّا From where? لَهُمْ For them The taking. Meaning, how can they take it now? How can they take Iman now? It's too late. At tanawush, min makan from a place far away. The word tanawush is from the root letters noon waoshin. Tanawush is basically to try to reach something. Alright? To try to reach something, to try to touch something. Grab it, take it but be unable to reach it. Why? Because it's far. You're trying to touch it. You're trying to have contact with it. You're trying to grab it, but you cannot. Why? Because it's out of reach basically. It's too far. This is at-tanawush So Allah says, how can they now take iman from a place that is so far away? When you're trying to reach something, from a very far place, you can't reach it. Like for example, you're sitting in the living room, and you want a glass of water that's sitting on the kitchen table. And there's like 10 feet between you and the kitchen table. Can you reach it with your hand? No matter how much you try to extend your hand, can you? You can't. It's impossible. If you need it, you have to go to the kitchen. Correct? So, on the Day of Judgment, no matter how much people try to accept iman, they cannot have iman. Meaning they cannot be called people of iman. Because there's no denying now, of course. How can you deny something that's right in front of you? There's no denying. But it's a far place. Meaning the hereafter is a very far place to attain faith. Far as in it's too late. Anna <laughs> And this is something very frightening. Because how often do we tell ourselves, I'll do this later, I'll do this later, I'll do this later. We keep putting things off. You never know, we might lose the chance altogether. The only time to do something is now. In the hereafter, we cannot fix these things. وَقَدْ kafaru bihi min qabl. وَقَدْ And already كَفَرُوا به, They denied it مِن قَبْل Before Meaning before They used to deny it Now they believe That in the worldly life They used to deny it And how On what basis Did they deny وَيَقْذِفُونَ And they would hurl بِالْغَيْبِ At the unseen مِن makanim بَعِيد From a place far away What does it mean by this? الغيب. غيب is that which is hidden. Like for example, if a place is dark, is it hidden? Is it hidden? It's hidden because it's dark, you can't see. Right? So bil بِالْغَيْبِ They were throwing their arrows in the darkness from a place very far away. Meaning, are they ever going to hit the target? Are they ever going to hit the target? Never. This is an expression basically for showing that how they were hurling and launching their lies about it, throwing guesses about what is to happen, assuming themselves to be right, like someone throwing arrows in the dark, thinking they will hit the mark. Is it possible? For a person who's sitting in the dark throwing arrows, shooting arrows, can they hit the mark? Never. Likewise, these people, they lived in ignorance. And they spoke without knowledge. bil بِالْغَيْبِ كَانٍ بَعِيدٍ Meaning without any proof, without any knowledge, far from the truth. وَحِيلَ And it will come in between. Bainahum between them يَشْتَهُونَ And between that which they crave. حِيلَ حِيلَ is from حَا وَأُلام. And haul literally is to create a distance, to separate, to put a barrier. So, heela, it will prevent, right? meaning prevention will be placed between them and that which they crave, that which they desire. What is it that they will crave and desire on the day of judgment? Iman. Desperately, they will want Iman, that they can somehow have it, but they'll be prevented. No matter how much a person will say at that time, I believe, I believe, I believe, it won't be accepted. كَمَا Just as فُعِلَ It was done بِأَشْيَاعِهِمْ with their likes min قبل before. أَشْيَاع is the plural of شِيَاع and Shia شيا, group. Alright, group. So كَمَا Bi بِأَشْيَاعِهِمْ Min قبل Just as their counterparts. Counterparts? What is this referring to? people like firaun for example what happened to firaun what happened to him didn't he say when he was drowning i believe was it accepted no it wasn't innahum indeed they can were fi murib in a doubt that was murib murib disquieting murib is basically that which puts you in raib and what is raib doubt also but what kind of doubt is it that which makes you Restless, agitated, it doesn't let you be content, it doesn't let you sit still, it doesn't let you have peace, it doesn't let you enjoy. This is Raib. So in nahumfi shakim murib, they lived in doubt, and this is why they did not believe. And when they did not believe in the world, In the year after, on the day of judgment, no matter how much they will try to believe, it will not be accepted. And when it will not be accepted, what does it mean? What does it mean? Can they attain Allah's pleasure then? No, they cannot. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from such a fate. Because you see, doubt is something very dangerous. Being in doubt about the truth. Qatada, he said, beware of doubt. For whoever dies doubting will be raised doubting. And whoever dies believing with certainty will be raised believing with certainty. So these people, Allah says they lived in doubt. They died with that doubt. And in the hereafter, they will come with that doubt. But then they will try to fix things by believing. But will it work? It will not. Alright, recitation.
1: قُمْ وَقَالُوا وَقَالُوا مَا هَذَا إِلَّا إِفْكٌ مُفْتَرًى وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّحَقِّ مَّا جَاءَهُمْ إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ مُبِينٌ وَمَا بي وما أرسلنا إليهم قبلك من نذير وكذب الذين من قبلهم وما بلغوا معشار ما أتيناهم فكذبوا رسلي فكيف كان نكير قل إنما أعظكم بواحدة أن تقوموا لله مثله وفرادا ثم تتفكروا ما بصاحبكم من جن إنه إلا نذير لكم بين يدي عذاب شديد قل من أجر فهو إن أجر الله وهو اقول بالحق علام الغيوب قل جاء الحق وما يبدي الباطل وما يعيد قل ان ضللت فانما اضل على نفسي وان اهتديت فبما يوحى الي ربي إِنَّهُ سَمِيعٌ قَرِيبٌ وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذْ فَزِعُوا فَلَا فَوْتَ وَأُخِذُوا مِنْ مَكَانٍ قَرِيبٍ وَقَالُوا آمَنَّا بِهِ وَأَنَّ لَهُ مُتَنَاهِشًا we بعيد، وقد كفروا به من قبل ويقذفون بالغيب are كانَ بعيد، وحيل بينهم وبين ما يشتهون كما فعل من قبل. إنهم كانوا في شك مريب.
0: سبحانك اللهم بحمدك أشهد والله لا إله إلا أنت استغفرك وأتوب إليك. السلام عليكم رحمة الله وبركاته.